Welcome back to FinTech Corner. We're here at AFP 2023. I'm Joseph Dranbarian, your host here. Uh, and I'm joined by Scott Bilter from Atlas FX. Thank you so much for dropping by. Uh, I'm really excited about our conversation. We have a, an announcement we just made recently. We did indeed, yes. So I guess to kick things off uh, and just make the audience a little bit more familiar with what's going on here, what uh, did we announce and, and what do we hope to achieve through the partnership between uh, Travada and Atlas FX? Yeah, well, so we really announced, you know, uh, we have an arrangement where, you know, uh, Atlas customers are going to get a discount on Travada, Travada customers get a discount on Atlas. We're really trying to kind of bring the two together as a good uh, bundled solution where we're really solving what we see as the two biggest pain points that our common customers have. Right. Uh, and, you know, you guys, we're, we're, we're both, you know, really deep in expertise in our areas and we realize that, you know, we don't, we're not going to be able to do what you guys do. You guys yeah. aren't going to be able to do what we do. It's just kind of the way to you know have bring the best of breed uh, solutions together yeah. uh, for our customers. So it's uh, it's really I think better than uh, sort of a a try to do everything TMS solution that doesn't do everything very well. Yeah. Uh, so it seems really almost like a countercultural approach. Just walking around the, the the show floor here and just looking at the alphabet soup, if you will, of these these large offerings that you see with the traditional TMS players. This approach is almost more modern uh, in the sense that we take the best of our capabilities and create a value bundle that provides almost a, a customized approach for the customer. And I, I'm curious, on the FX side, especially considering the competitors that are out here on, on the, the show floor, why does this approach bring an advantage? And especially, you know, from the Atlas FX perspective, what is it about your approach that provides value uh, that kind of when you think about the the other players that, that are around us that we can kind of be talking about with customers to, to provide them a solution that is unlike any other. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of folks that when they look at, you know, looking to check the box when it comes to FX risk that are sort of a, you know, put your exposure here uh, solution and then they take it from there. And maybe right. they can check the accounting boxes or they can do some, uh, uh, you know, mark to market or hedge accounting, but they all the stuff that has to happen before that to understand where your exposures are uh, no one really wants to get into that. And so what we do is, is well before all that, uh, getting into the ERP data extraction, basically a lot of things come down to uh, pain points are you know, data pain points, data problems, or, and or uh, process problems. Right. And so we really try to solve the whole FX uh, risk management workflow. So starting with the ERP extraction and getting down to uh, that transaction, transaction currency detail uh, from the ERP or multiple ERPs, uh, getting that and playing it back to the customer in a digestible way. And then from there, that's really the building blocks for a lot of the analytics that we're then capable of doing that nobody else can do without that. Right. So, yeah, it's really important to get that that first step. And, and really, folks do not want to, you know, a lot of the solutions out there, they're, they're not even attempting to do that. So that's yeah. a really important piece to, uh, you know, get that data, understand the workflow, uh, create all the connections, try to automate everything that's manual. Uh, so that's, you know, when we're very much in, in agreement in terms of, of our approach there and our, the different areas that we work in, that you just want to take the manual error out of things. You want to, you know, get that whole sticky workflow uh, and uh, just a, a really good solution for the client that they understand. You know, it's interesting when we approach the topic of connectivity and providing a robust interface, whether it's APIs, files, whatever it might be, to banks. One of the things that we've realized, especially working with clients, is that our actual expertise of just having done that for a while now 
is playing a role in the overall leverage that the client is getting by working with us. And I, I get a sense that there's very similar things going on with your group and how you approach not only the connectivity part, but creating a cohesive solution, right? Yeah. And that expertise is an important part of the backdrop. Yeah, absolutely. And and so my background and the other two co-founders of Atlas, we started our careers at Hewlett Packard. And so we come at things from the practitioner's perspective. So we know the pain points because we experience them. Uh, so we know the minds that we want to keep our, you know, our customers from stepping on. Uh, and I think that was absolutely key for us. So, you know, I was doing this at, at Hewlett Packard for a number of years and run the foreign exchange and corporate finance group there and then ran FP&A there. And so a lot of that interaction of like, you know, sometimes FP&A and Treasury are like ships passing in the night at a lot of right. companies and they need to understand, you know, they have common issues with with FX rates for planning purposes and things like that. So, you know, we would try to bridge the gap for them. Uh, but I think it's, you know, it's been really crucial for us to understand uh, from a complex environment at HP that everything has to be configured to your specific needs. You know, everyone would love to have a solution that you just build something and it works, you deploy everybody, you're, you're good, you move on to the next one. FX risk management is just simply not that way. No. <laughs> so, you know, uh, in some ways our moat is that, you know, we're doing the work that just people don't want to do because we understood from the beginning that you need to get, spend that time, uh, have it configured specific to the client's needs, understand what their workflow is, where their exposures are generated. Everyone has some different things about accounting rate uh, accounting rate methodologies, intercorporate uh, interactions, and, and where their exposures are rising. Uh, and so you really need to address that and uh, figure out the workflow. We can often find some very specific, uh, you know, low-hanging fruit early on to, to uh, you know, help the process improvement side, but it really needs to have a solution that stitches all that together and has the data to do it. Um, so yeah, it's it's sometimes you know a little bit more upfront to get that done, but then once you have that, it's just something they don't want to let go of. Yeah, and one of the things that comes to mind just when you think about that background is that there are a lot of vendors that are sitting here at AFP trying to productize and genericize complex things. It happens to be the case though that in on this particular topic of FX, when working through these problem sets for large corporates it tends to be a little bit more difficult to just corner and productize and just say there's a one size fits all. It'll just work for everybody. And I think that's one of the things that I'm most excited about in this partnership is because of that depth of experience and not just that, but the clientele that you already work with today, it seems as if you have the posture to be able to create the right solution for every client. And I think that you know, the devil is in the details, especially when it comes to FX. And I don't think that there is a one size fits all solution. And I'm curious if you've seen the same thing in the market. Uh, yeah, for sure. There's really no, yeah, it's not, it's not a one size fits all. There's, uh, as I mentioned, just even something as simple as the accounting rate methodology that you choose that can determine on the balance sheet hedging side. And we do balance sheet and cash flow hedging, but you know, balance sheet in particular, if you have a daily accounting rate, you're probably not forecasting a balance sheet. You're probably just playing catch up every single day and adjusting trades in theory every day. Not everyone has, uh, you know, a, a big enough team to do that. And they may compromise and, and hedge, you know, once a week or things like that, but likely not forecasting a balance sheet. If you have a month end rate, you probably are in need of forecasting a balance sheet. And that is really difficult for people to do. Absolutely. Um, and there's often reliance on someone to send a forecast in that that person really has no ability to actually do that accurately because they don't kind of understand the whole, you know, interaction between the income statement and the balance sheet or the information that they would really need to, to do that well. And they may just trend something and, and you know, do a poor job of it. So 
that's where kind of our you know the pain points we had at HP having gone through that and changed things over time and we can help uh, uh, you know fix that and and even uh, you know in the future uh, use AI to even help uh, and go alongside of that and and look at things that we've built and have an AI version along with that and see over time, uh, give them the choice of, of you know, what, what might be the best uh, yeah. uh, way to forecast a balance sheet. So yeah, lots of things there that, that can improve upon what's uh, often being done out there, what we see today. To put our futurist hats on for a second, you broached the topic, so I feel comfortable to jump into it a little bit. Um, one of the things that we've done over the last day or so here at AFP is just kind of try to get our arms around what is the tolerance, if you will, uh, of AI to play a role on your team, whether you're in treasury or you know planning or in the general and broader finance function. And I'm curious from the perspective of FX hedging and looking at that problem set, will we ever get to a point where AI can replace uh, the intuition that a person, for example, like on your team might have in problem solving for a large corporate with all the different variables that they account for? Do you think that that is something that is possible or do you think that it'll always be a hybrid of the technology and the automation that it can bring with a human actor providing the insights? I think it's more likely to be a hybrid. I do see, uh, so I think, you know, you can apply AI to sort of the, the company's private data set and gain some insights and hopefully take away some manual uh, processes there or, or some forecasting that could be improved upon. I think. Um, you know, it does well with very large data sets. Unfortunately, with some things, with hedging, for example, you might get some end of quarter or end of year tax bookings that really throw off your balance sheet. It's not a lot of data points. You right. Know, it happens once a year if it's an end of year booking. And to try to, you know, predict what that would have been based on previous stuff, probably not going to get very far with that. Right. So probably more of the freeing up time. You know, a lot of uh, folks have been talking about AI is going to be taking, you know, 80% of 80% of the jobs, that type of thing. Um, so I think it can play a role in, in just about everything, including some of the forecasting challenges people have. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they'll be freeing up time to then, you know, figure out the one-offs still uh, that are going to be important in that in that process. So let's get back to the partnership. Talk a little bit about next steps. So if we're meeting clients on the floor and uh, we're talking about not only how do they manage their cash and liquidity, but do the advanced use cases of, you know, their FX exposure and managing risk and all of the things related to it. What are the next steps? How do how do folks get in, in involved? Uh, how do they reach out? And what does the process look like? Uh, so yeah, it it's probably depends on where their main um, connection is today, whether it's with Travada or with us. And so if they're you know any interest in in getting that package together, uh, I think we're ready to field all the calls as you guys are. You've been a great team to work with, and it, it's you know I'm amazing and the stuff that you guys have done. Uh, so happy to spread the word and uh, uh, you know get people to understand uh, what what that solution is really looking like on the cash and liquidity side, uh, and then at the same time, you know your folks uh, that have those connections with companies that we don't have uh, that contact with, you know bring that introduction over, and we're happy to kind of you know show and and you know have a intro call demo with anyone to just sort of you know high level show what we're doing, the problems that we're solving, get a sense of what their pain points are. Uh, there's usually a lot of common pain points, but everyone has sort of different, you know, levels of, of, of pain in different areas. So we always want to make sure that the, uh, you know, the solution is going to make the most sense and it just kind of go from there. So it really starts with a conversation, really. Absolutely. Well, really appreciate you taking the time to stop by FinTech Corner and I hope you enjoy the rest of the AFP conference. And uh, this was FinTech Corner. Thank you very much. Appreciate it.